Ladies and gentlemen, referee Mark Goddard's called a stop to this contest at two minutes, four seconds of the very first round. Declaring the winner by submission due to a guillotine choke and no! UFC heavyweight undisputed champion of the world, Johnny cemented it's in history you're the heavyweight champion of the world welcome back three certainties in life death taxes and john jones as a ufc champion hello and welcome back to hold on i'm talking brother my name is joe greenwood and this is our review of ufc 285 which was headlined by john jones versus surreal garn with a co-main event of Valentina Shevchenko versus Alexa Grasso. As per usual, I'm joined by my regular co-host, Tom Ballum. And Tom, I'm going to say it. Underwhelming. Yeah, I hate to open a review episode like that, but I didn't really get the fulfillment that I need, that I crave. That that missing space deep inside mm. me was not filled tonight. Uh, or should I say on Saturday night? Mm. But we did see greatness, Joe. I did think, we? I think, yeah, I think it's... From Alexa us, Grasso. I, <laughs> well, we'll get to that. But I think first we've got to talk about John Jones being crowned as the heavyweight champ, mm. defeating Cyril Grant, Garn in the first round. Yep. Underwhelming. So over, over before you knew it, I, I uh, <laughs> have to be honest, the fight had been spoiled for me. Oh. Um, yeah, I had seen a little image of Jones, and I picked up on the word epic, and I was right. like, "Oh, here we go! I'm going to see some. I'm going to see some shit. I don't care that I know who won." Yeah, and, uh, yeah, not what I was expecting at all. Shocking, but you know, he said he was going to make it look easy. He certainly did that. Yeah, is that because of him or because Gunn is so clearly flawed uh, as a fighter? Like we we went into this preview thinking Gunn must have done some work on his grappling and wrestling he must have done something no he hasn't uh there's a lot of questions about surreal garn about this fight and i have some questions about john jones um i mean his biggest test in this fight was the foot tape which was a a very weird incident i must say um i I gotta say it man I, i i don't think we learned anything in this fight i don't think we learned anything about john jones I the only thing I really learned is that I actually think he looks quite slow, and I don't think this frame suits him. Interesting, Joe. I think you're going to be attracting some uh, some responses from the the fan base out there. Listen, uh, I'm I'm sipping on that haterade, right? Okay, I'm I, hating on the man. I see it. I mean, I've got to be honest, Joe. Now mm. I'm saying this quietly because there are those in my house who, if they heard this, they would think less of me. But I was kind of happy to see John win. Really? Yeah, uh, because. Like we said, the man took a big risk going up there, or it seemed that seemed that that was the case. We have to be honest. We have to come clean and say we both picked Garn to win by decision. We yeah. walked that back between each other. Uh, oh, we've, we've been mugged off. Yeah, we um, mugged ourselves yeah, off. We, we've been, you know, that tape is out there, and we got it spectacularly wrong. Yeah, but like the, the Tory party, our text messages can be leaked to the press to show our remorse for making that pick immediately. Yeah. 
Yeah, but certainly, you know, in in remorse, we were thinking more. Okay, the cardio of Garn over five rounds probably not going to stand up with the wrestling pressure from Jones. Mm. Uh, neither of us were picking a first round submission, Joe. It was, <laughs> it was pretty great. Was it? Yeah, I, I I really I really think so. I think you've got to credit credit Jones. I mean, he said he was going to make it look easy. We doubted that, and that's what he did. Yeah, I mean, I kind of knew he won from the walkout. Like when he was walking out, I'm like, oh, this guy's won the fight already. Like he's this this is over. Um, there was just something about him when he was walking out. Where I'm like, oh yeah, he is great, isn't he? He 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 is one of the greats. Like there's a reason why him and GSP are the the top two. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's 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 no question why those two are the, are the best. Um, I mean, Joe, you got a double belt world champion, a man facing a guy that we expected him to lose to, and he yeah. won definitively in, yeah, in but, two minutes. He, look, I'll tell you what we do know after this fight, is he has closed the book on Cyril Garn. Oh, Cyril yeah. Garn, Jones 2, is something we will never see. <laughs> no, no, that's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. We know what's next for John, which is Stipe. Actually, we won't get to that yet. Let's let's keep talking about this fight. Let, let's talk about the X's and O's. Let's talk about Cyril Garn and what he achieved, which was kick Jones in the dick and then tap out. Like that, those are the two things he did in this fight. And if that was his plan, he executed it perfectly. Um, you know, when it got to the ground, it, I was just like, he had no explosive qualities. He didn't hand fight at all. And Jones. Really, just hold on, hold on. In for the defence, uh, Jones, you know, he was trying to lay him out. He was trying to um, stop him from getting back to the cage. He was trying to keep that leverage over his over his legs. And Garn mm. knew to try to retreat, yeah, uh, retreat, and eventually, assumably, get up from a wall walk. Yeah. Um, that position persisted. Jones kept mm. that that uh, pressure on Garn's head with his neck cranked down. You know. Mm. I'm sure that's very uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. Garn, yes, he should be well drilled in, in dealing with it, but still. Uh, and Jones spotted an opportunity to get the get his you know wrist underneath the neck and apply that pressure, and uh, and that was all she wrote. I I, I don't know. I in as much as Garn's going to be dying, reliving this fight, you know, it's going to crush him. Mm. It's a spectacular loss. I th- I think you've got to credit Jones for taking. The opportunity that was in front of him. Do you know who scouted this out? Henry Cejudo. That was incredible, wasn't it? That footage is incredible. Of him talking about let Garn move and then intercept from there. Because he's going to do these moves to get out. You just have to almost offer him the exit and then cut it off as he starts to go. Excellent game planning from Cejudo. Yeah, and also not to hold on to a losing position. You know, if the yeah. opponent moves in a certain way, just move with them. Don't don't waste energy trying to hold them somewhere when you're you're... On the on the lower end of it, yeah. I mean, we don't have a lot of fight to break down. Uh, we kind of summed it up. It did take two minutes for this to all take place. Mm. Yeah, I, what do we even say at this point? I mean, Jones. This wasn't even like a roll. This wasn't like a rolling. Or this wasn't even light sparring. Like Jones just walked in and won. I, and I, I just, I got to say it, man. Like I just, I'm not that impressed. I'm not that impressed. I still think GSP beating Bisping is more impressive. Bisping, hold on. Let's let's. Are you, uh, you're pulling a face so, here. Are you, say, are you pu- saying? I'm, are you I'm, saying Cyril Garn is a more complete mixed martial artist than Michael Bisping? I'm saying nobody picked Bisping to win that fight. So? I, I, are you telling me you expected Michael Bisping to go and beat GSP at middleweight? 
He could have. Joe, he, rocked, he, he won that I'm second sorry, round against I'm GSP. Th- four days ago, I have you on tape. <laughs> yes. For yeah, but hold on. It's explaining why Cyril Garn's going to win this fight and that Jones is lost it all. Yeah, because I was going off a guy who's got a clear addiction problems, who's been off for three years, who's moving up to heavyweight. How many guys come back from three-year layoffs and, and look that good? John Jones does. John Jones and GSP. GSP's achievement of beating Bisping is more impressive than this. I'm sorry, man, it is. I'm sorry. It just is. It just is. And you can have this debate about who's the greatest of all time. I think it is Jones, purely from the fact that he's finished a lot of these guys. And but, Sorry, just to clarify, this does nothing for him, for his position in the sport. I, I think it just solidifies him as top two like him and gsp actually no i take it back i take it back because there's a lot of things with jones where he beat guys who were either past their best yeah or really just weren't off the standard let's let's be honest man he when he beat shogun that's not like top tier shogun when he beat machida when he beat rashad when he beat belfort i'm sorry man it's not it's not joe i'm gonna tell you there'll be some listeners out there who are loving this they're loving you uh, drowning, drowning your sorrows. You did acknowledge to me that you had been at the shop buying beers to relieve yourself of the pain you've experienced this weekend, and uh, it's all coming out now. Uh, I've moved house, listeners. Let's I'm here for it, clear. Jones. I think he created a moment. I think that was pretty iconic. Him walking away after submitting Garn so easily. That's that's more impressive the than the fight. That's more impressive than the fight. I'm sorry. Like I just, I'm just not impressed by this performance. Sorry to quote GSP. What do you but want he's... the man to do? What's he supposed to do? demonstrate that he actually suits heavyweight I, st- I think he looks weird he had a weird fat man sweat on after the fight like he <laughs> I, he did i did i'm sorry man i'm sorry i i'm just i'm let I, it all I, out joe let it all out and then if it when he beats stipe in july i'm not going to be impressed by that a 40 year old stipe like if that fight happened three years ago yeah i would have been impressed you know well jones is doing a great job setting that one up already talking about uh Stipe being the heavyweight goat. He is. Well, apart from Fedor. Fedor's the real heavyweight goat. Within UFC, Stipe is. I know you hate Stipe and you hate GSP. Like, get that out there. I know you do. Okay. The the true goat in terms of heavyweight is Fedor. Always will be. Will never be surpassed. Jones is setting this fight up. He's calling Stipe the goat. And you're right. He's going to go and beat him, Joe. And you're going to have to suck them lemons. I just said he's going to win. I just said he's going to win. All right, this is getting really narky. I'm not enjoying this. All right, let's get into this question here, though, Tom. First, actually, can we talk about the post-fight promo? I cringed at every single word Jones said. Like, it just it just came across so disingenuous. My fiance and my kids, you know, the woman I just beat up a couple months ago, you know, and my God, and aren't I great? Aren't I a nice guy? And it's just like, I know you're a horrendous human being. And like, I just can't. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Like, every single, if this was Jones four years ago, I'd be like, maybe I could buy it. You know, remember when, remember when he said, I respect DC as a competitor and as a human and as a father? I was just like, wow, maybe he has turned the corner. And then he's just like, no, he hasn't. <laughs> no, he hasn't. He's never going to turn the corner. He's never going to turn the corner. And because I well, know that, you can't... I can't buy the thing he says. You you can you could see the uh, the fear in 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 Dana's eyes when he heard during the post fight press conference that Jones was thrown an after party and there was a billboard <laughs> up on on the avenue Las Vegas Avenue for yeah. it, but there has been no news that's come out about that. Yeah, he's uh, he's waiting to fall from heaven again. But Joe, right now he's in heaven. All right, he's rehabilitated for the majority. It's a great of fans nightclub. Out there. Uh, anyway. 
Uh, question. I'll set the line at two and a half. How many title defences will John Jones do? Over or under two and a half? Under. under. So... Stipe and Al, or Stipe on, on, on the one hand-picked fight. I, I don't Blades? Think... Nah. He ain't fighting Blades? Nah. He, he better fight Blades. Blades, he fight Pavlovich, Blades. Aspinall, none, none of that. Derek Lewis, <laughs> off what one about ball this? win. Hold on, let me throw it out there. Jones DC3. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Oh, Lord, that would be... Do you think DC, do you think DC weighs over 300 pounds? Right now. <laughs> DC ain't making a heavyweight limit. So they'd have to go to Ryzen. They'd have to go to Japan for that kind of freak show matchup. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, what I want still, Joe, is I want John Jones versus Francis Ngannou. That's yeah. what I want. Give That's that the to only me. fight. It's the yeah. only fight. And then Dana's saying, oh, we'll never work with him again. Oh, yeah, sure thing, mate. Sure thing. Whatever you say. If Jones says, I want Francis, he's getting Francis. It's weird. It's like we're just ignoring all of his past nonsense, and Dana is just so happy to put that belt on him because it's, he knows that Jones actually sells pay per views, unlike most of this roster. Adesanya is the only guy who consistently sells pay per views outside of, you know, McGregor, etc., etc. But, you know, what about that? Jones Adesanya at heavyweight? Are they going to do that? That's gone. No, that's gone. You can't lose to Jan Blahovic and, and still talk about that. That, that fight's gone. Joe. Let's move on. Co-main event. Alexa Grasso. Is this something that made you happy? I cried. I I teared up. Because Shevchenko lost. I know you're a big fan. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I don't know what it was, but like I was watching this fight and I was just like, oh my God, Grasso's actually... Remember when we did the preview, what I said about Grasso? What I said about what she would have to do? And then she's landing on her. She's leading. And then ending the exchanges i'm like oh my god like grasso is doing it and then that rear naked choke that spin kick terrible decision by shevchenko and by the way by the way she's had a few of them in her career so let's not let's not pretend like she hasn't but before we before we break down the finish let's just look a little bit about what was going on in the fight you're you're Mm. telling a story like uh, grasso was on top throughout is that Mm. how you scored it Uh, i had it 2-1 shevchenko going into the fourth yeah, so Grasso uh, won the first, then Shevchenko the second and third. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mostly, I'd give it to Shevchenko the second and third from the uh, wrestling, the grappling. Yeah. Uh, five, five and a half minutes, just under five and a half minutes of control time. Um, and yeah, really strong performance from Shevchenko to come back. But I, I didn't think that she was pulling away in any of these rounds massively. Like, she was still, like, Grasso was still landing on her, particularly in that third she had some really nice um, uh, combinations on her in there. But, you know, I think Shevchenko was edging the rounds. You know, just just slipping ahead each round. All right, Joe, I'm going to take the other side of that. I thought Shevchenko was comfortable. I thought she was comfortable uh, until we get to the fourth, and we'll go into that. But, yeah, I think she narrowly lost the first. I didn't think Grasso was really connecting. I saw a lot of kind of shadow boxing, um, a lot of action in front of Shevchenko. I think Shevchenko was waiting, looking for her counters. And then, yeah, she was getting hit. She was getting hit here and there, taking more damage mm. than she wanted to. And it's at that point she realized, all right, we'll do this. Do this the other way. I'll just take you down. Mm. And uh, she was able to do that at will in the second and third round. Four of four takedowns. Mm. Pretty comfortable. She had her in a crucifix at one stage. And I thought they were very comfortable rounds. The thing is with that crucifix position, though, is that she didn't ever... 
didn't really get that much damage off from it. It was no. more the controlling position. Yeah. So, again, it was like, I just felt like Shevchenko wasn't really in the full flow. And even in, like, losing positions, I thought the Grasso was doing quite well, like, to move and, you know, change the position and make sure that she wasn't in taking a lot of damage. But let's talk about that finish in the fourth round. Shevchenko goes for a spin kick up against the fence, whiffs it massively. Yeah, well, one little note on the fourth round. You could see that Shevchenko, she was fading. Yes, she was fading. And I think a key, there were a couple of key moments there. One was the failed takedown. Uh, yep. Grasso actually shook her off. It was a desperate takedown, a tired, bare, naked shot. Didn't set it up at all. No. But very bad sign. Then there was the Superman punch. Yeah, that was dreadful, was it? What was that all about? That was a pretty desperate woman. Uh, yeah. and, and then, yeah, we get to the big mistake that's, which brought about her downfall. Do you think she, she was gassed? I think she was gassing big time, and I don't know. I think she might have lost a bit of respect for the sport because a spinning kick off the cage, off the when your back's to the cage... Yeah, and you're not even in line for it. It was it was a weird, and weird. It was decision. slow execution on it as well. No explosion to it. Yeah, and then Grasso immediately jumps into the back, gets the hooks in, and then attacks with a rear naked choke. And I've got to say, I wonder if Grasso worked on those back attacks after watching the Tyler Santos fight of just like Santos couldn't get anything going in terms of getting a rear naked choke in. But Grasso gets the rear naked choke in. First off, as a face crank, just over the face, and then just waited, put the pressure on so that Shevchenko really didn't have anywhere to go to let it slip in, and then hid the hand behind the head, the sort of bladed way. Again, to quote that fight, the way that uh, GSP did Bisping, of like when he put the rear naked choke in, slip the hand behind, instead of putting the palm on the back of the head, put the sort of like knuckles behind the back of the head. It's a tighter grip that way. That's how Grasso slipped in. Shevchenko taps. New flyweight champion, and my main takeaway is Aaron Blanchfield would beat both of these two. <laughs> uh, on that front, you'll get no no pushback. If there is a rematch, I think Shevchenko will win that as well. I know you're going to come back to me on that one. Just a little question about the finish. Hmm. Um, did she actually get it under the neck? I, I didn't, under the chin? I, I didn't see that. I saw it, yeah, as a neck crank, a lot of pressure applied to the chin. We saw the discoloration in Shevchenko's face after tapping, but I was kind I of she surprised under. to see a tap there. I thought that, she slipped that's under. Not, that's, not what, that's not what I saw, Joe. Oh, fair enough. Um, all right. I'm happy to, to be stand, stand corrected on that. Um, anyway, Alexa Grasso. Um, new flyweight champion. I guess the only fight is a rematch, really. I've just been had the great pleasure of watching it again. R.I.P. Shevchenko. It, it doesn't it doesn't go under the chin. It was just uh. that pressure on the neck, uh, on the chin, you know, and uh, n- rather than actually being choked out. So I don't know. A bit strange. Khabib McGregor. Shev- yeah, that that was a neck crank, wasn't it? Yeah, that's that's some nasty stuff. Um, but yeah, the rematch is the only fight to make, isn't it? Like Shevchenko's earned that seven title fences, and yeah, I think that's probably the only thing to do do it in like four or five months i mean and are you making who are you making the favorite going into the rematch i'll go grasso like who am i gonna pick you mentalist you you grasso i think shevchenko looked diminished i i i agree with that but i'm saying that it was there for her i think she just goes out with a wrestling heavy approach and and i don't think she can do it i don't think she can do five rounds of wrestling heavy approach she can do I th- three I, rounds of it and dance around the cage. 
I I think if Grasso commits a bit more, I think she can beat her on the feet as well. Mm, I, I, I don't know, man. Like thirty-five years old, you know. Uh, and some, Grasso, some fighters they do drop off a cliff. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen to Shevchenko, but we will be talking about a man who has fallen off a cliff when we get to the prelims. <laughs> oh yes, uh, let's talk about this stonking fight. Jeff Neal versus Shavkat Rachmanov. Rachmanov, completely, 100% finish rate. Can't deny the man. He was just like, I love that. He just went for the finish, even at the end there, in a fight that he was winning. Uh, Rachmanov wins by submission. Bulldog choke, standing bulldog choke against the cage. Tremendous, tremendous finish from Rachmanov. What a fight. I think we can agree. And yeah. also, Jeff Neal did highlight some of the flaws of Rachmanov, of his upright stance, Head not moving, getting clipped, things things we talked about before the pod, and then also I think you saw it a couple times in this fight, kind of like just waiting up against the cage, not really doing anything, and then when you got a guy like Jeff Neal there who can then control when he disengages, what he's going to throw afterwards, some flaws there for people to, to tap into, but the thing that got me was Rachmanov, man, that chin, yeah. he and, and that heart, my God. <laughs> Yeah, he certainly he certainly proved he's got a chin, and he he wasn't really, uh, he, he, you know, he, he didn't change his approach even after getting clipped, and, he, yeah. and boy did he get clipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was a Neil, moment. Neil he, couldn't he, f- follow up on it though, could he? <sighs> no, he no he couldn't because Rachmanov just kind of stayed in the fire with him. I did feel yeah. like in the third round, Rachmanov took a slightly more sensible approach, a bit more control time bit less standing in the pocket and trading with Jeff Neal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is probably for the best. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Rachmanov's the man, isn't he? Those knees up the middle were superb. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, we're talking number one contender now, aren't we? Like, this is, we're getting to this sort of level with him. Very um, hard to deny. I mean, Jeff Neal was an obliging opponent. He survived for long enough for Rachmanov mm. to really show just how good he is. Mm. Um, and yeah, how can you deny the man? It was a brutal, brutal, brutal uh, war of, well, I'd say war of attrition, but it was a blitz, a non-stop bombing campaign. Uh, <laughs> and, and yeah, I mean, credit to Jeff Neal. I will note both fighters, they did pick up fight of the night or performance of the night, I guess fight of the night. Fight of the Bonuses, night. Jeff Neal, Jeff Neal uh, included, uh, despite missing weight. Yeah, big, big weight miss, but then you realise he has had problem with his kidneys in the past, so if you're in a struggling way, I don't know. I mean, Or maybe, maybe, maybe he does believe that a 175 division should exist, and he's just like he's making just it on take, his own he's, pack. He's, he's taking a stand. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, does Jeff Neal come out of this with his kind of profile raised a bit? Yes, of course. Heart, beautiful hands, clearly of a standard... Maybe not the standard of a Rachmanov, which again, no shame in that. But yeah, he's he's definitely gone up in my estimation, and I just want to see him in more banging fights. Uh, I'm going to suggest this for Jeff Neal for his next fight. Ian Gary. Oh my god! I think that's a, a big hand dealt to Gary, who of course also picked up a win. Um, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Early prelims. I just think that's very generous. I don't know if don't know if Gary has quite the profile for. For Jeff, as in, you know, I want to, I want to reward Jeff after after that. I want to, I want to. So yeah, whoop this young man and get back up there. Like just like, like I don't know, man. Like I feel like with some of these guys, like Ian Gary, like 
why not just test him at this stage? He's obviously got phenomenal striking, and so does Jeff Neal. Uh, you know, despite his flaws in his uh, striking. Excuse you, Tom. Um, but, you know, I, why not? Why not give him someone like Ian Gary? There's no one else in those rankings I'm particularly excited by for him. Jack DeLaMalena. Oh. <laughs> yeah, all right, I'll take that, it back. I thought that might tickle you. Thought that yeah, might Jack Della. You. What about Jack Della Madalena versus Ian Gary? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I think indeed. that fight will come down the line. Let, let Gary... You know, let Gary fight Michelle Pereira. Why? Uh, uh, fair enough. Fair That's enough. a ranked opponent. All right. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Um, Rachmanov. Colby? I, I love it. I love it. I mean, uh, Dana acknowledged that that was a fun fight. He's trying to tell me that Colby's ready to fight anyone. <laughs> Is he heck? Is he heck? Apparently he said yes to quite a few fights that have fallen through. I just cannot believe that. Big props to Colby if he takes this fight. I, it just stands getting... against everything we've seen from him so far. <laughs> he, he's not beating Rachmanov. I'm, I'm telling you now. I think Rachmanov smokes him. Like, on the feet, smokes him. And I don't think Colby's wrestling is going to be good enough to stop him either. Rachmanov, Usman, right now, who's your favourite? Rachmanov. Is there a man in that division apart from Chimaev that you, you, you don't think Rachmanov Leon. Can beat? <laughs> I think that's close. I think that's a competitive fight. Well, I, we I think Leon's the only guy. I think Leon's we, the only guy. Obviously, a Usman win over over Leon, and that would, well, perhaps that f- would bring this fight into focus. You can imagine Dana loving to ma- loving a matchup between Rachmanov and and Edwards off a loss to Usman. I can I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. You know how Dana feels about Leon uh, Leon Edwards. So it's weird though. Why does he feel like this? The, the UK fans love him. Do you see, by the way, Leon calling out Rishi Sunak? I have not seen that. Uh, let me just help the kids. Uh, MMA champions message for Sunak on youth spending. Basically wants more facilities to help kids get off the street and uh, start looking after themselves. Amen. And basically, basically, basically bigs up martial arts as a thing to help kids who have problem with aggression, help you learn to control yourself and uh, learn discipline. This is the sort of thing that they should be bigging up. Yeah, you know. credit credit to him. Leon, obviously, a testament to yeah. that story. So, yeah, anyway, let's get Sunak let's in there with Edwards. <laughs> anyway, let's um, let's move on to Mateus Gamrot versus Jalen Turner. Gamrot wins by split decision. Tell me, Tom, who, get Joe. who who picked it, Joe? You picked Gamrot, but you picked Gamrot by decision. Who made a fool of himself, Joe? Uh, well, to be honest, the judges made a fool of themselves. Jalen Turner won this fight. I'm sorry, mate. I have Jalen Turner winning this. My hand is. How did you score this fight? Onto my face in a in a palming fashion. Joe, please explain it to me. Two one Turner rounds one and two. I have to be honest, and I have to be truly honest now. I had a very very hard time scoring pretty much every round. Oh, it was it was it was razor thin. But if yeah. I, I I and I at the end of the round, I'm thinking I've got ten seconds to score this. Turner for those first two. That second round was so close, though. Like, why was it? Did you find it weird that they didn't show the replays of Turner dropping Gamrot? Like, he dropped him twice in that fight. First, one in the first round, one in the second round. You know, we score it off of damage, and I just gave Turner the edge in terms of damage. I'm presuming you gave Gamrot two rounds to one. I presume rounds two and three. Yeah. 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 yeah, That's fair. That's exactly right. 
and I think round one is in play as well. But I also think that it's possible that um, Jalen Turner won 30-27. So you know, <laughs> it, it, it really was that kind of fight. And yeah. you see it in the judges' scorecards as well, really split across across all possibilities. None of them none of them gave the same like two rounds, if that makes sense. Like it was the thirty twenty seven and then the twenty nine twenty eight for either guy, like none of them matched up and it's it just yeah. shows what the sort of fight this was. I've and I've got, got to say both both of these guys come out with massive credit as well. Gamrock for taking the fight on short notice and Turner for taking that fight on short short notice as well. Like tremendous. Yeah, I was just going to follow up on what you were saying about the judging. Derek Clearly and David Leatherby. Uh, Leatherby's got it 10-9, 10-9, 9-10 in favour of Turner. Uh, mm. And Derek Clearly 10-9, 10-9, 9-10 in favour of Gamrot. So really split ac- across the board. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know if I agree, actually, that they both come up uh, well here. I think we saw the limits of Gamrot's game. Mmm. Yeah, I, I, I really I really did. Uh, and that's the... All right, he takes a lot of damage getting into those wrestling exchanges. He gets lit up. Any man with a decent sprawl who can withstand that uh, is going gonna, is gonna to cause him big problems, as we've already found out with Dariush. I think, there's, I think Dariush is the only one, though. <laughs> like, that's, that's the thing. Like, I think Dariush and, well, Makachev are the only ones. Well, Saruki, uh, but we've seen that fight. Saruki, I'm talking about the guys ahead of him. Like, yeah. Poirier? Mm. No, he's, he'll do a jump-in guillotine and then Gamrot will get out and smash him into the ground. Gaethje, absolutely not. Chandler, he's a wrestler, allegedly. Um, and then, you know, po- Poirier, who else is there? I Charles? Poirier, I, I think Poirier would light him up. On the feet, yeah. yeah. I think he would hurt him sufficiently to diminish him, especially for a five-round fight. Mm. Um, yeah, Gamrot was certainly, he was, he was struggling here. They won't fight because they're both American top team. Right. So that's not on the cards, I don't think. Um, yeah, so what? So you think that Turner, in a way, still has more of a ceiling to show us? Like, Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I thought he, he looked great. A bit more, bit more urgency, perhaps. I mean, it's a bad... I, as much as he's got this, you know, really unique frame and he's kind of like an odd matchup for everybody in the division, mm. uh, you've you got to say, guys like Gamrot, kind of the worst matchup that he can have. I mean, if you look at other fighters there, Fiziv or RDA. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I'm just looking at the rankings, Joe. I'm just looking at the rankings. I mean, right. I, I think Jalen Turner would prefer to fight Fiziv. Ooh, do you reckon? I do. I, I think, like, playing into his own strength. Just thinking well, he about should, his own he, offense. He should probably prefer to face Dan Hooker, never mind Fazeev, but... Um, Absolutely. I mean, he smokes Dan Hooker. We can agree on that. Yes. Uh, I wholeheartedly agree. I think he I think he beats beats Hooker. I, yeah. I, I, it's, the other thing I got from this, I actually feel like Gamrot, if he was a featherweight... I don't know. He was a featherweight for a long time in KSW... Became the double champ towards the end of his run there. You know, kind of settled into it. And the thing is, like, even in some of the... So, if he had the Kuta Talade fight, which he lost by split decision. It was very close. He won the Sarukian fight, which was very close. He lost the Dariush fight, which was kind of close. And yeah, then he won this fight, which yeah, was... Check, check. Hold okay. on. First round. First round was close. And then Dariush pulled away. Yeah, and so if there were two more rounds, Dariush would win them. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. 
but you know, from what we have, that's what we can judge off. Um, and then this fight that he won that's very close. It's just like he hasn't had, apart from you know the Jeremy Stevens one, Carlos Diego Ferreira. He's not had that really like dominant win against a top guy. Do you know what I mean? And it's like I do worry about where his standing is, but with a win like this, it kind of puts him in line with the Poiriers and Gaethys and Fasives of this of this division. Certainly should, certainly should. I mean, the man does have paper hands, though. Um, yes. <laughs> so yeah. that is that's a shame for him. No, I mean he's twenty two and two overall now. Mm. Uh, as you say, just that split decision loss to Kutuzaladze. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's who, a it's a big matchup for him next. The top, yeah. the men ahead of him are Fazeev, Chandler, Dariush, Gaethje, Poirier, Oliveira, Makhachev. Who does he face? Drakey looks down and is like, "Oh, just give me one of them to beat up on." I think I think he's really now at a stage in his career where he's he's looking for a a bigger name. Obviously, most of these guys are tied up. Uh, what's mm. the situation with Gaethje? Refresh me, Joe. Fazeev uh, in London in two weeks. And and Dariush? Dariush has got Oliveira in May. In May. As, in the co-main to Aljamain versus Cejudo. Obviously, Chandler's booked against McGregor, so it doesn't really leave anyone for him to get out there in front of. Poirier. Yeah. Poirier. Like, that, that would be it. All right, make it. I don't think Poirier would take it, but make it. Go for it. Turner, who do you want? The Dan Hooker fight, I presume. Yeah, I think so. He's got to go down oh. down the rankings. Those are our rules. Remember. What about Renato Moicano? Yes. Also sounds fun. I mean, you back you back Jalen Turner there too, don't you? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Turner, I think is really good. I think he's really good. I think he's got a lot to offer, and um, yeah, I think I think he's got a high ceiling. So this is no big loss for him. Just uh, probably a useful uh, useful kind of roadblock given the state of division right now, and just exactly. build himself up a bit more. Yeah. Exactly. Only 27. Um, let's talk about what opens the main card. Um, Bo Nickel defeats Jamie Pickett by arm triangle choke. Um, did you take pause in the middle of this, well, at the beginning of this fight going, he need him in the dick, right? Like he need him. It was a low blow, right, from, from Bo Nickel. And then he took Jamie Pickett down, who then didn't defend anything because he'd been kneed in the testicles. Am, am I wrong here? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, you're not wrong. Do you think Pickett wanted a way out and he was just like, I'll just claim that he kicked me in the balls? I think it's convenient that he can look back on the tape and be like, ah. Oh. <laughs> uh, because your man's getting your man's getting smoked either way. We, we both we both know, Joe. Yeah, I, I just didn't think we learned anything, really, did we? It was just like, because he took him down off of a low blow. It's not like he took him down, you know, like DC against Gustafson and sent him flying through the air. You're like, oh my God, this guy is like the real deal you know, Holyfield, it's like, he need him in the balls and then he claims, no, I didn't. And he's just like, no, you did. I saw you, you cheated. Like, you cheated and you won. Not saying it's your fault that you cheated, but you still cheated. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it was part, one of the fights that added up to being overwhelming card overall because I know well, no way felt. Underwhelming. Sated by it. Yeah, underwhelming. Um, yeah, sorry. Um, I don't know. I mean, Gamrot Turner, Rachmanov Neil, Grasso, Shevchenko, those were good fights. I guess just the, you know, the bookend fights, which was Jones and Nickel, were supposed to be the big breakout moments. And then it was just kind of a bit of a, a wet fart, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, actually, Gamrot Turner, we learned a lot, but it was it was frustrating watching Gamrot just 
trying trying to shoot his way to the end. (laughs) (laughs) You know, desperate sprawls that were just just coming off and giving him the win. Uh, Because he was just outmatched on the feet, but we did cover that fight already. Bo Nickel, he did what he was supposed to do. No grounds for any rematch. Jamie Mm. Pickett, good luck back at your day job. LFA. I've got to say, Nickel was getting a lot of crap for his submission attempt. Um, Craig Jones has come out and said, it wasn't that bad. What are you talking about? In that he wasn't as far away as people made it out to be, in that he could have changed it in... He didn't have to slide his leg out necessarily. What he could have done is actually um, pressed his foot down and then had more downward pressure from that shoulder from there and had like a double sort of choke from like both angles. But so that that could have been like another way of doing it. But he wasn't that far away from either. He certainly he certainly wasn't. But the point still stands that a more experienced practitioner finishes the fight there from that position. I mean, he, I mean, he did. He, yeah, but I mean sooner. Quicker. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. But you know what? Uh, I was uh, still impressed. And you know what I'm going to say? Give him Whitaker. Like, who, who cares? Like, get him out there. Like, well, what are we waiting for? What are we waiting for with these guys? I disagree very strongly. Uh, for me, it would be... I'm still... I'm still... I'm even what. hesitating about the rankings, Joe. I'll tell you what. It's his third fight in the UFC. Let, third, fight in, third fight. Let's, let's just stop for a second. We'll finish talking about this card, and then we will book the middleweight division. Okay, how about that? We'll do a bit of booking, okay? Now, let's get to the prelims. Cody Garbrandt defeats Trevin Jones by unanimous decision. Would you say the word unanimous about (laughs) uh, that victory? Uh, I mean, he won. He won the fight. But (laughs) we were talking about it before we came on air because it was was a pretty desperate performance in the end from from Cody. Uh, Ended up shipping the third round. He was on, on his bike shall we mm. say, and, and still nearly lost. If it wasn't for the decision of Trevin Jones <laughs> having hurt Cody to take take him down with a minute left in a fight that everyone knew he was losing. Mm. Cue cries of anguish from his coaches and corner. No, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was truly a bizarre performance from top to bottom from Jones who offered no offense. Uh, he was waiting for a big left hook that was never there. Um, and just, Cody, just, just followed Cody round. Didn't followed they? him round. I mean, they did make the point to him. You could kind of predict where he's got going, not not just go where he was. Mm. Um, when you got to tell your fighter that mid fight, it's always a bad sign. Yeah, he's he's not he's not of the level of UFC bantamweight, which is no. a, is an honor a true honorary title. You know, that's uh, yeah. It's like saying you're part of. I don't know, MI6 or some <laughs> cutting-edge organization if right. you're a UFC bantamweight. Mm. Um, Garbrandt, he, he won, he won, but, you know, the stats tell a lot. It was, he, despite how poor Trevin Jones was because of that third round from Cody, 33 total strikes to 30. Mm. 26 significant strikes to 20. Yeah. Uh, now, that was because Cody just wasn't throwing. Uh, that's because he just... You know, he was much faster, much better than Trevin Jones mm. in the first two rounds. And the accuracy is where they differentiated from one another. Mm. Uh, 83% of Cody's strikes landed. 83, mm. versus just 38 from um, Trevin Jones. I was happy to see Cody get the win, but it was desperately disappointing third round. Mm. Uh, Drickus Duplessis, or Duplessis, I should say, 
uh, retires Derek Brunson, I hope. Uh, that was, I mean, hilarious and sad in equal measure, that fight. It was uh, all over the place. Brunson did all right in the first round, grappling Duplessis, who survived for the most part. And then in the second round, Brunson looked exhausted, just had nothing left in the tank. And as we said in our preview, looked old. I looked like an old fighter who should not have been in there. Yeah, this was the man I was referencing when I was talking about uh, the cliff and just how steep it can be. Uh, from just before the Cannoneer fight, one one fight away from the title, people legitimately saying, well, maybe he does deserve another go at Adesanya. Um, had been on a big run to get there. We both picked him to beat Jared Cannoneer. Yeah. And again, won the first round there before losing in the second in similar fashion. Mm. Uh, lost by being absolutely washed. Yeah, both gassed uh, and concussed. We don't. We didn't really learn anything about Duplessis, did we? In this fight, like I, we know, we know he's got heart. We know he's tough and can ride it out. But I, th- I thought, he, I thought he was pretty poor. Actually, I thought it was one of the worst, really? worst showings I've seen from Duplessis. Yeah, it was really laboured, uh, striking. It wasn't his normal explosive. <laughs> Long combos, yeah, yeah. Charging forwards, there was not so much of that. He was just kind of. I thought it. I thought he was a heavyweight the way he was fighting Joe. There was, there was some slop in there. Mm. Um, he wants to go away, get his nose fixed. Apparently, that's part of his breathing. Yeah, issues. Soldich um, Soldich broke it. Broke it in their rematch, and he's not got it fixed since. I think he broke it in, in three KSW. places. Yeah, that was in KSW. He broke it in three places. Yeah. Well, he should go get that fixed because he's going to the top right now. Somehow he's memed his way into the, the biggest of fights. You beat Derek Brunson with his standing in the rankings, currently sitting at five Brunson before this fight. Uh, the gate has opened and Duplessis is in the yard, Joe. He's running amok. Yep. We will we'll break that down afterwards once we finish this, these prelims. Uh, let's talk about Marc-Andre Barrio versus one, Julian Marquez. Go on. One more note to Brunson because hmm. it could be the last we see of him. As I say, uh, quoting the man on Twitter, thanks for all who watched my career. Crazy fight tonight. My corner decided to stop it in in stop it in the after the second rounds. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. yeah. Alright, let's not judge him for that. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge him. Congrats to my opponent. Yeah. Uh, corner did the right thing. Corner did the right thing. Oh, by the way, Herb Dean absolutely bottled that. He bottled that big it. time. Should've yeah, stopped he, it. Terrible. Terrible refereeing, yet again. And he's, think, he's, Brunson took two shots there at the end that he shouldn't have. I think there was an element of, well, you know, we almost made it to the bell. Of course, it shouldn't be ref like that, but I think there was a bit of that from Herb Dean that you'd doesn't already count down. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Good for his corner. There was no need for Brunson to go out and get hurt anymore. Um, mm. he's, a good, he's had a great career, Brunson. Absolutely. Uh, and blonde Brunson, mythical fighter. Yes. If only we saw him earlier. Anyway, Mark Andre Barrio defeats Julian Marquez, standing TKO. My God, Marquez took a barrage of punches at the end. I was impressed by Marquez in that first round. It's like, oh my God, this is a new Julian Marquez. And then second round, he's just like, no, I'm not. And went out there and got mushed by Barrio. Listen to these stats. Marquez, first round, 48 significant strikes. Um, Mark Andre Barrio, 32. Second round. Julian Marquez, 34 significant strikes. Marc-Andre Barrio in the second round, 77 significant strikes. Uh, most of them elbows. Um, Got to say, some of those shots, though, seem to be just hitting his hand, um, which was not that impressive. But, uh, you know, a couple more 
precise shots. Probably could have got Marquez out there earlier. Marquez just looks... He looked relieved once the ref stepped in because he looked exhausted. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, watching the first round, the commentators were really praising Marquez, saying he made a lot of adjustments, saying Barrio hadn't really got started yet. Mm. Honestly, Joe, I think that was just the game plan from, from Barrio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just let let the man spunk himself out. Let him shoot, <laughs> shoot his wadge. And, yeah. uh, and then I'll mop up afterwards. <laughs> Um, you can yeah. contact us at holdonbrother69 at gmail.com, by the way. Um, exactly. Sorry, go on, Tom. Well, yeah, it was just very, very comfortable for Barrio, who clearly had a lot in the tank. And, and Marquez, he's a bit of a meme fighter himself, Joe. Very limited. Yeah. Very limited. Uh, can I just say, terrible nickname, the Cuban Missile Crisis. That's uh, just not not good. And I love Barrio as one of Power Bar, um, which he does live up to. He certainly uh, did with, with those stats in the second round. Bite the board yeah. with him. Still, uh, as you say, not the most devastating strikes, not the most accurate from Barrio. Mm. I don't know. I think there's not much higher for him to, to climb himself. There's some, there's some fun fights out there for him. You know, Barrio versus Kaio Barajo or someone like that. I'd watch that. Robocop. Bo Nickel. Come on. Come on. Um, Ian Gary with his weird wife, uh, Pete Keenan Song, in the third round by TKO. Some very slick boxing at the end, pulling away uh, from Song. Tom, walk us through this performance from Gary, because you seem to be not quite as high on him as, uh, as I am. Ah, no, it was it was great stuff, Joe. He was absolutely okay. styling on Song. Uh, Song was an, a willing opponent, kind of just sat back behind his guard, not, not offering much. And Barry was... Barry, Gary, Gary, he was he was going to town. He was enjoying it mm. uh, all the way to the bank at the end of the first round. Thought a little jab to the body. I'll mix it up with one of these, and oh, we'll, we'll try this kick. Then we'll spin uh, and walk straight into a little short hook around the guard from Song, mm. who came out of his kind of rock rock like stance. Drop mm. Gary. He was hurt. He was hurt. My mm. word. Um, Q kind of pandemonium and, and shock in, mm. in, the, in the very minimal crowd that was in the arena at that point. Uh, Gary, he was never out, but mm. definitely I think if you put him in that position again and you had a different fighter, the fight would have been over. Mm. Uh, Song ultimately made the wrong choices, uh, culminated them being in, in, a, in a clinch. And uh, what do you do with a rocked opponent, Joe? You hold them against the cage and you stamp on their feet. <laughs> So frustrating stuff. Gary overcame that slip up in the second and then the third round. By the end of the third, he built up his confidence again. Free-flowing state. Got some lovely clips of him floating around on Twitter. Um, mm. It was really beautiful, Joe. Really mixing it up. Yeah. And, and it all culminated in a, in a finished song. Song could take no more. He was just folded into mm. the mat. Please make it stop. Yeah. And the ref duly obliged. Good win for Gary in the end, but a bit of a lesson. Excellent. Uh, should we talk about Tom do you want to talk about the two men's bantamweight fights on the pre- early prelims about Cameron Simon's win over Mano Martinez and Farid Basharat in his debut defeating Damon Blackshear which performance stood out for you more uh, of the two we've got to highlight Cameron Simon um, had a good fight with Mano Martinez which uh, was kind of bookended by two fouls from Simon uh, you mm. might remember from his debut just a week a couple of weeks back uh, December, was Dr. wasn't it? Dr. 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 Uh, just, it's a short life, Joe. December. 
He was docked. He was docked points for for cheating in in that fight, yeah. and he was docked points in this fight for it was kicks to the to the groin, mm. multiple kicks to the groin, and the referee docked him a point. And then there was an eye poke in the third round as well. Uh, Ooh, but he looked dear. good, Joe. He looked good. We're talking about 146 strikes to uh, Mana Martinez, 63. I had him winning it 29-27 uh, with the dot points. So all three rounds. I think there are some other court scorecards floating around out there. Simon is mm. he's fun. He, he can be a UFC bantamweight. He can wear that badge with honor. And I'm excited to see where he goes. Okay. Uh, nothing on Farid Basharat. Bit more of a middling performance for Basharat, but he uh, he got the okay. job done. Two rounds to one. Excellent. Now, Tom, congratulations! You won the predictions game. Uh, that's your first win of the year, so I am uh, two one up for the year. But that does not matter. You have the best. I'm just I'm just pointing out the facts. Joe, I uh, warned you about Jalen Turner. I tried to tell you, and then look what you get. Well, he won the fight. We know that. We can acknowledge that he won that fight. Uh, <laughs> so congrats, Tom. Uh, yes, and he's got a big him. belly. He's got a big belly, and he looked terrible. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Talked about Bo Nickel. What's next? He himself has said that he wants a slow rise he wants to grow in stature with his opponents he wants to grow in skill level i okay. personally would prefer that for him um i know you're keen to get him in there in the mix with the top 15 what about someone outside the top 15 is there anyone out there you like mm. the look of phil Hawes? that type of matchup sounds great that sounds great what about um, it's a test what about, as well. I know, do you know who actually called for it was <laughs> i don't know why he's done this to himself but gerald meershart's called for it <laughs> He said, like, I'll face him. And it's just like, Jared, Jared, mate, you're facing a guy called uh, Abu Sapien Magomedov. You ain't winning that fight, pal. I don't even know who that is, okay? And you're getting it. Uh, oh, this guy's German. Oh, my word. 1-0 in the UFC. 25 wins, four, what, four defeats. This guy owns. Don't even know who he is. Uh, yeah, how about Albert Durayev? How about Durayev for, uh, for uh, Nickel? Yeah, certainly not Joaquin Buckley. We want to preserve him. <laughs> we want to see him down, perhaps at welterweight. He is going uh, down to welterweight. Anyway. It is. It's someone in that picture outside the top fifty. Um, do you know who I want to know about? Is who is that? Uh, Bruno Fajaya. That's what I want to talk about, Tom. After his win over Robocop, he hasn't got anything booked yet. Nothing hinted that. That was a couple months ago now. Um, who are we thinking for Bruno Fajaya? I'm actually maybe Shabazian. That could be a good, fun striking matchup, perhaps. I mean, you mentioned Shabazian. Maybe Shabazian and, and Bo Nickel could, could go out. <laughs> Edmund, we know you can't wrestle. Get in there. Like, what, <laughs> what, what are we doing there? Come on. Now, give well, Shabazian someone me- like Ferreira. I'm talking about men who've got a profile. You know, Bruno yeah. Ferreira, he doesn't have that profile. I don't think that interests Bo Nickel. He obviously is a name already, a big name. You don't mm. make your debut on the main card of a PPV if you're not. Are you mm. going to fight Bruno Ferreira, the man, as you say, who beat Robocop? No, well, I'm saying Ferreira versus Shabazian, perhaps. That's that's the one I'm sort of booking for. Okay, well, all right then. What about Brendan Allen, who actually somehow main evented the fight night the other week? And uh, looked damn good doing it. And looked damn good doing it. He's got to start moving up the rankings. Uh, let's have a look at that. What, what, what have we got there? Maybe Sean Strickland? 
Yeah, well, Brendan Allen, after that win uh, on the last fight night, he got up to 12. He took Muniz's spot, came into the rankings for the... Well, back mm. into the rankings for the first time in a little while. Uh, you say John Strickland. We do like to see men fight up. Um, mm. Does Strickland want to fight down after his last win? I don't think so. Yeah, but he had a loss to Cannoneer and then fought Imavov at 205, where Imavov weighed 195. Like... I, I don't know. I don't really think that counts. Who who would you... I mean, it's a good matchup. Alan and Strickland, it is a good matchup. I, I, I like it. I just... I, don't, I think Sean's got his sights on the on the top still of the division. So then who would you give to Strickland? Are you thinking someone like... Or Whitaker? <laughs> well, we need to know... Someone needs to check the status of a certain Paolo Costa. Costa has actually asked for Strickland. That's what he I'm said, saying, Joe. Yeah, oh... I want it. I like it. Ooh. Yeah, can can Costa get inside? Big hook. <laughs> That's that. <laughs> can he cut off the cage? Yeah, yeah. Unlikely. Um, but mean, then Strickland's the... just going to walk forward, though. I don't know against Costa. Do you... Yes, you think so? Yeah, he's just going to walk. Just forward. Back him, back him up. Back him up. Jabs, jabs, jabs. Sometimes the occasional two. Who would you, fa- you favor there? Strickland. Oh my god! If if Costa gets like yeah, walked down with jabs from Strickland, it's yeah, it, we, it's over for him, isn't it? Yeah, well, this is his last fight in his contract. He just wants to fight out and then go fight Luke Rockhold in bare knuckle, perhaps. I don't know, like do something weird like that. Luke Rockhold, uh, by the way, facing not, Mike Perry in bare knuckle. I hope Why? not. I, I want to get it on record. I love I love Paulo Costa. I love yeah, his persona. Same. I love same. his persona in the sport. He's ranked number six, man. What, what are we doing now? I'm going to suggest this one. You slightly crapped on his performance, but, you know, he's beat number five, Derek Brunson. I think, in turn, that should make you number five. Drickers Duplessis versus Robert Whittaker, right now. My God, what a step up. Yeah, That would be not? absolutely freakish if, if Robert lost that fight. That would yeah. be... That would turn my world upside down, Joe. I don't know if I could deal with it. <laughs> but we need to know. We can't just be like, oh, he definitely lose. We have to see it. Who's like, Vittori fighting? See- He's got Dolidze in London in two weeks' time. I, I like that. I like that booking. That could be a, quite a boring fight, though. I'm just well, saying. <laughs> it's Marvin Vittori. <laughs> You've got a real hard-on for Vittori. He's, he's one of your boys, isn't he? Like, he, you love Marvin Vittori. I mean, I don't think he produces interesting matchups, And he's a kind of like 7 out of 10 everywhere, mm. you know? But I think yeah. he's a real... I think he's a problem, Joe, you know? He's, he's definitely a problem. I'll give, I'll give him that. He he has problems putting on his shorts, as we've uh, as we've seen. <laughs> he's just he's a quite a funny dude, isn't he? He is. Uh, right, listeners, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, UFC two eighty five in the pocket, out of sight, never to be spoken <laughs> of again. John Jones is the heavyweight champion. Valentina Shevchenko washed, along with Derek Brunson, and Tom is the champion again. So congrats, Tom. Listeners, you can contact us at holdonbrother69 at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, spread the words, and have a merry old time. Listeners, we'll be back on Thursday to preview Piotr Jan versus Marab Duvashvili, which is going to be fought in front of a crowd in Vegas. Oh my word. Because, by the way, they changed the venue of it because the uh, pay-per-view finale of Power Slap is happening the same night, uh, which you can uh, watch on something called Rumble on YouTube, which is a... They're going to do a pay-per-view on a YouTube channel called Rumble. That's one of those uh, that's those right. web... That, that's one of those channels that tells the truth, Tom. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know? It tells you the truth about 
the COVID and uh, <laughs> you know uh, all these all these police killings. It's not the police's fault. No, it's never the police's fault. Uh, let's uh, wrap it up. Is there. it is it the people who've just been slapped in the head who want to watch? That <laughs> Well, you I deserve to be slapped in the head if you pay money for that. Jesus Christ. If you pay 80 quid, by the way, for a UFC pay-per-view, you deserve to be put on power slap and mushed. <laughs> right. <laughs> Listeners, we'll see you next. We'll see you on Thursday. Uh, have a good one. Good yeah, night. it's it's an exciting one, guys. As, as yes. Joe says, Piotr Jan, Divashvili, and so much more. So look forward to seeing you then. Good night. Good night.